welcome to another exchange of the Evolution Exchange podcast. Today, we'll be discussing the decision to promote senior engineers. Now, this is a really important topic as the tech industry is always, always evolving and growing, and it definitely requires strong leadership to navigate this change. Hi, everyone. This is Chris Bennett here, the Knowledge Managing Director here at Evolution. We're committed to doing recruitment in a different way that adds value to both our clients and candidates by providing you with amazing speakers and leading edge discussions on what's going on in the tech scene at the moment. There are three reasons why you should contact me. If you would like to speak on a future podcast, if you are interested in hiring awesome tech data product or gaming freelancers for your business, or if you are looking for an exciting new organization to work with, please get in touch. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope to hear from you soon. Please enjoy the rest of the podcast. So let's get into the conversation and meet the panelists now. So welcome to the podcast. Um, what we'll start with is some introductions. So I'd like to know, and for the listeners to know, who you are, what you do, and what you're passionate about. And Mark will come over to you first. Great. Yeah, my name is Mark Schaas. Um, I am a senior engineering manager at a company called Epidemic Sound. Um, we're based here in Stockholm. And I am, yeah, I'm managing a couple of teams of developers and lead our partnerships and digital rights management domain uh, from an engineering perspective. And uh, yeah, really happy to be here and to meet uh, with all of you. Thank you. And Jose will come over to you for your introduction. Yeah, I'm uh, Enclose. Well, nice to meet you all. I'm, um, I'm working as a CPO at Pimponera. I need a um, development team. 10, 10, 10 person on this. We are just a B2C company where open, I mean, everyone, every customer who just take lingo, take control of the patients and things like that. So I'm currently working like uh, yeah, over a year or something like that. So trying to, to help them get a better technology, uh, get a new products, uh, new strategies, uh, lead the team, keep them happy and focus and things like that. So this is uh, where I am. Um, I'm passionate about when it comes to professional, I would say tech. I love tech. I love development and architecture. Databases, traveling as well, and keeping my daughter and my girl happy, I would say. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you, Rosa. Yeah, I can imagine it's uh, a lot to balance with work and then keeping the little one happy as well. <laughs> that is. <laughs> Brilliant. And Dervis finally coming to you. Yes. Uh, good. Uh, Dervis Abdik, working as engineer manager at IKEA, uh, located in. Helsingborg, that's in this uh, southern part of Sweden, where IKEA has its, um, or one of their offices. Uh, I look after um, platforms, so in, in digital platforms, I look after one of the uh, API uh, platforms for two teams. And um, and um, what I'm passionate about is, you know, obviously tech and all these things in work, but uh, I also got a nine-month-old nine uh, baby uh, or a daughter. So, I mean, that's my life now. <laughs> so uh, that's what I'm, 
you know, mostly passionate about as well, of course. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Are you getting, uh, are you out of the stage of where you get no sleep or how is that? Um, I thought I was, but uh, this Eastern holiday was uh, horrible. So uh, I'm glad I, glad I come back to the office so I can actually rest there. Uh, so. <laughs> uh, it is what it is, you know. Oh, brilliant. No, thank you for that. So, I mean, we've got a really good level of um, knowledge and expertise behind each one of you, and I'm excited to get this conversation going. So we'll start off with the first topic that we've pre-decided as a, as a group, which surrounds when is the best time to promote an engineer? And also behind that, what questions do you ask yourself when you're considering someone for a promotion? Um, so I think, Dervis, we'll come over to you for this in terms of giving up, giving your opinions and your ideas on this topic. Yes. Um, so like a general view of the topic and why I'm sure physics. Yeah, okay. You don't definitely. I think, I think uh, one of the reasons I brought it up or I think it's a very important topic is because I've seen from, um, so from different point of view, so I've seen like um, engineers getting promoted and um, and when I say senior, it depends on your companies. Maybe you have like uh, other uh, type of classification, I guess, principal and everything there is. But, but 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 promotion in general, I've seen that promotion can be about, it can shape the d- dynamic in the team a lot and in terms of uh, uh, the, the people dynamic, but also in the way that product will grow and, and can change shape and form. Uh, it can be in bad ways, but it can also be in very good ways as well, depending on how you do your promotion. I've also seen cases where um, a person is promoted, is doing great work, but that can stop a little bit and, and, and make a big pause in that journey as well. So what do you do about that situation? Because then you will have other engineers in your team coming and say, hey, but this should be a role model, but we're not getting that coaching and mentoring attention as we're supposed to do. And, and that can also change the dynamics in the team. Uh, so yeah. And then also like, when is it a good time as well uh, to identify all of these things and how to, to push for it? Um, so yeah, that's a, a quick overview of the things that I've identified uh, and I've also see that it can change a lot in my team as well. Uh, for the better or worse, as I said as well. And I've seen other areas as well where this can uh, also have a big impact. Maybe I'll open up the floor and just ask like, what's, do anybody have some experience with this in a, in a, in a good way or in a, yeah, not a bad way, but a, in a way where there is, you know, requiring more attention maybe. Uh, yeah. We see nodding. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I mean, I, I can agree with your, what you're saying. Service, uh, because uh, sometimes uh, this is like uh, I mean, it depends on the business, it depends on the size of the company as well. When you uh, the, the I mean the decision to promote someone, I mean because yeah, the product is growing, the company is growing, and you probably need to bring more people. And those seniors uh, are the seniors when it comes to the product, but not the seniors when it comes to development experience. Mm. So. This is kind of tricky, you know, because uh, yeah, you you want to promote someone who has been working in the company for the last two years on the entire system, but you want to put someone on top of him and uh, who has been working in 15, 10 years and so So you need to be really careful with those things as well. But I also, you need to, you need to 
uh, acknowledged uh, uh, with someone is working for a really long, long time in your, in your company. Because the product, the knowledge of that product is, is, is also quite relevant for the business. So I inside, I always say it's a balance. I don't know, you need to really to be really careful and we'll say that my opinion from what I've seen. <clears throat> yeah. I, I think it's, I, I can just agree with what you're saying, Jose, it's, it's, um, I think like when is a good time, I guess, like when there's a need for the position, there's usually, that's when you sort of start considering, okay, who should be the right candidates here? Should we promote somebody? Is there somebody at hand, uh, that would be ideal for that, but it's, my experience has usually been because there's either a business need and like you mentioned, either the organization or the product is growing and you have some sort of growth spurt and you need to um, adapt the organization accordingly. And often the engineering need or org needs to adapt uh, and maybe change. And maybe there are new roles created or too few of like senior roles and you need to fill those positions. Um, and then it's like the question of, yeah, sort of what questions do you ask yourself? From my perspective, it's, it's usually, um, looking at, at the teams, looking at all the, the individuals and saying, okay, who would be most suited for, for this role to be the scene engineer? And you look at like, you know, what has, what has each person contributed and uh, what do, what do people need to reach their full potential? Um, who has strengths that are just obviously aligned with this position? Um, how do they perform? And uh, so that, that it is like, I think it's picking the right person for the right role. That's hard. Um, and, and, uh, yeah. And then, and then making sure that, that you're also there to help them uh fill that that new role like you said Dervis. like when you become a role model you, you're in a different like if you're a senior engineer like staff engineer or principal engineer or a tech lead you not only um are taking like a senior engineering role you're also becoming a role model and and someone that other engineers will look up to so you know who would that person be and and uh and what are their ambitions as well and, yeah. Plays into into the consideration process. Uh, one thing I was reflecting upon, and maybe that's just me, but sometimes I can also feel like am I sometimes blind when uh, I'm in the position of promoting people or you know looking into that? Can I be blind towards okay, we see this person doing a lot of this work, and I can just sometimes feel okay, do I need more, or am I just blind for what is actually going on? And um, mm -hmm. And, uh, did you did you also experience that sometime like uh, some way? Mm, yeah, I mean, what's it called? Like tunnel vision? Is that the right word? I mean, if you get my uh, what I'm aiming for, right? Do you mean do you mean uh, like when you're considering somebody uh, that you would like to promote that you might have a, like a tunnel vision or a limit? Yes, yes, yeah. You know, it's a, it's an interesting. Um, I mean, it's an interesting aspect about recruitment just in general is that, you know, you have, um, 
but maybe your experience with that individual is quite limited and you sort of draw on assumptions and you may read into like you, know, you might have certain confirmation biases because maybe you've had a few meetings with that person but they're exactly. good and you haven't seen the whole picture um it's i i we we don't normally sort of practice or in the companies that i've worked in we don't really normally practice this but something that i've always thought was like really interesting was um i think back in the 70s or the 60s like japanese companies were well known for whenever there was a position open and they needed to promote someone in that position they would look at their staff cvs but they would also ask the colleagues of all the employees who do you think would be suitable for this new position and they would have those sort of two data sets one with who they think, according to their CV, their ex work experience, projects they've worked on at at the company or in the past, and then the other data set of their colleagues, um, because often the people that have worked with the candidate uh, would know, oh no, but this person is actually really passionate about this, or a good leader, or someone we trust, and then they would make that sort of promotion decision with these two uh, data sets. Um, and I always thought that would that would be really nice and interesting to practice um, because it widens your view. Boom. Um, but yeah, uh, Jose, what do you think? Well, I want to I want to give like a sort of unpopular opinions about this subject. Uh, there is very luck. I mean, I I I know that history about the the Japanese company uh, where they are trying to make like a sort of survey as the old employees around will be the, the right person in that position. And the thing is, I tried to implement something like that back in the days. Um, uh, I found a couple of cases that uh, those two guys, they didn't want mm. They just wanted to be in the bed. Mm. And they said, yeah, people, they, they were like, yeah, I like that people respect me because of my knowledge, because of my experience, or whatever, or because I saw the kind of tricky problems. Or, but um, I'm not either. I don't want to do management. I don't want to do drums. I don't want to do springs or whatever. I just want to do coding and solving business problems. Um, I think uh, I think uh, you know, as I as I say, you know, it's some balance. And I think the most important thing from my own experience is just to to have like a dialect, we talk to that person, one-to-one -one meetings, uh, make questions, what do you want to do? Uh, what type of gaps do you have in your professional career? Where it will let them acknowledge all the students and help them to grow. And then if, for example, if that developer, which is super senior, uh, he is telling you, and those one-to-one meetings, uh, hey, you know, I would like to be, um, development managers and they, or I want to just, uh, to stop coding. Yeah. But then you need to tell them, you know, Hey, you like your leadership, you don't like to tell a girl to, to shine because management is, is about leading people, dealing with people. It's not about coding. So you need to find like those kind of, you know, phones, you know, identify those guys, those persons. That's, that's what I, what I think I mean, probably wrong or right. That it is, it is, it's tricky. Um, it's very tricky.
have the the right or the the, the like a tutorial. There is no tutorial for those kind of feet. Sometimes you need to go with with feelings. To be honest, and that, that's why maybe they introduce like a staircase for engineering as well. I guess so that your the the decision to promote is not always a path of management or or not. Uh, then you have like a similar staircase for for doing engineering on, on all levels. That I guess helped uh, with that one. Uh, which is quite good, but it will also introduce more complexity uh, in that, of course. And, and I was reflecting upon one thing you said was a uh, about retaining talent as well. Uh, you know, being in the in the tech sphere and and retaining the best talent that is out there, uh, they they can probably ride on that wave as well, right? I mean, uh, that you can, yeah, you want promotion, you want more, you know. Salary and all of these things uh, because of the industry right now, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And especially right now, it's really hard to keep talent. Yeah, it's really slapping on developers. Yeah. I mean, it's standards of management, I would say, just how to, to keep you guys motivated, happy, uh, making a really nice environment, and uh, let them do what they're good. I mean, just, uh, yeah. I'm recognized. I mean, I just acknowledge what they are doing, and sometimes mm-hmm. even like a bad feedback because sometimes the developers leave as well. You are doing things because what's going on? Probably something is happening. And even though we are doing weird stuff, we're still doing products and, and development of systems. I mean, we still people. We have, we some some of them are struggling personal issues. What's going exactly? So sometimes uh, business or management, um, they believe that like uh, you know doing developments like that, you just go to the to the kitchen and bread, one makes bake some bread. That's a nice news. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. I uh, no, but I think something that you touched on, Jose, is uh, you know seeing the individuals and then like some of the most important meetings I I have probably the most important meetings are the ones with engineers uh, my one-on-ones with engineers and understanding what motivates them like what are their their ambitions or their goals and individuals all different so some people have uh, very specific goals this is where I want to be I want to have this title within two years um, whilst others know that, uh, you know, I, I kind of, there's a vague direction. I want to sort of grow in more DevOps, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe that changes after six months because, you know, I've now gotten that opportunity to sort of influence DevOps a bit more or, or work with it. And I've discovered I hate it. So uh, I'd like to <laughs> try something else. Um, and, and really understanding what motivates individuals helps you to also sort of prepare the opportunities and the pathway forward that when someone says like puts their hands up and says like well yeah you know i'd like to become a tech lead in a, in, in a team and it's like okay well um let's figure out a path on the way there and like what are the things that you would need to develop and could be communication skills uh, but you sort of identify uh where each individual's goals are and help to support them along the way. And I think that that's also really important when when considering promotion or an opportunity 
opens up and you need someone to fill that, that you don't start from a blank slate that you, you have, I mean, you know, your engineers and you, you know, what exactly uh, motivates them. And, and then also, uh, I mean, Davis, you mentioned this sort of like a diversity of development paths. It's like super important that it's not like, okay, you're going to be an engineer and then, uh, staff engineer or tech lead, but that you have like, yeah, it doesn't mean that you, 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 like an engineer doesn't necessarily have to become like a manager for that next step. There can be different kinds of roles that they can, um, occupy. So it could be more like engineering management, or it could be a tech lead that mm -hmm. still stays very close to the technology or staff engineer. And, and then, uh, helping every engin engineer to find their path, you know, which, which one do they, are they most suited for, or do they want to go down? Um, apart from also, I, I had a, I had a tech lead who, um, who was tech lead for, for quite some time and then stepped down from that and shared with me at the end of last year that, uh, he realized that you don't necessarily have to be a tech lead to have influence, uh, in the team or in the organization, but that as an individual contributor, there are ways for you to, to influence, influence the organization. And I thought that that was like a fantastic thing to hear because it's true. Um, but also like it's for us as leaders to, to, um, to help individuals feel that they, 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 they have space to, to, uh, to grow, uh, even if they don't get the promotion that is like, you know, sort of more recognized as well. Do you know what? It's interesting hearing you saying, um, about that. I've never, I obviously deal with a lot of kind of engineering managers, tech lead day to day, but you never think about the people who probably have more, if not the same influence just without the title. Um, yeah, really interesting angle to look at it. And I mean, a good kind of opening, I'd say a good what, opening 20 minutes there in terms of the best time and, and what we should be doing and asking ourselves when promoting. Now, the next couple of questions that we decided on um, kind of surround once you've made the decision to promote an engineer. Firstly, how do you know you've made the right decision and how can you benchmark any before and after work once that person has been promoted? <clears throat> so... Um, yeah, let's dig deeper into this area. Um, Mark, do you want to give your thoughts and opinions? Yeah, that's, I mean, it's very interesting. How do you know you made the right decision? Because I, I think that we underestimate how often we might make the wrong decision. Uh, <laughs> and, I, you know, I, I don't know, it depends on what study you read, uh, but it's actually quite high that, you know, we don't always make the right decision. Um, but then... But then, you know, with that decision comes a lot of responsibility as well. You know, um, just promoting somebody doesn't, uh, it doesn't sort of stop there. You need to also follow up, ensure that you're available and present to coach and to help them along the way. Um, like, like I said, if you go from an engineer to sort of a tech lead or a staff engineer, you, you not only are are coding you're not sort of like this the senior engineer with the senior 
uh, knowledge and experience, but you, you become a role model and you become a leader and you, you may be spending less time coding and, and more time enabling others to, to do the best work that they can. And that's a whole different skill set. Um, and maybe an individual has potential there, um, but, but also helping someone settle into that, into that role helps you to make the right decision as well, you know, that, that there is a responsibility to, to coach and, and to support as well. Mm. I think it's very important to remember. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's aligned to what we discussed a little bit during the first 20 minutes. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, is, uh, I mean, you want to know, is this the right person or not? I mean, because I mean, before that you, you need to have meetings, you need to discuss with person, you need to ask me, are you sure that you want to do this? And then just give it a try for a couple of weeks out to that person filled with that new position or just by accidentally, you know, can you help me out with this uh, position or with this role, leaving the, the front end and development team or the integration team, the DevOps team, just to feel, just to see, um, how the person going to feel in the position and he, that person managed to deliver, is to deliver. Yeah. Why not? I mean, let's promote that person. That person is ready and they want to spread out. Nothing good. But also you need to have like a sort of kind of, how to say like a matrix where, where that person is really, really, really strong and where is it, it's having some kind of lack knowledge because it's a new position new responsibilities, the new assignments, assessments, everything. So, uh, you need to identify the, the, the gaps and, uh, and I would say this is, I say it straight out. You want to feel it. It's like, I'm feeling it. I would say, yeah. Yeah. I, I was thinking about, I was thinking about the, uh, do you make the right, but I think it's a gut. I mean, it's a lot, of, lot to do with the gut feeling. I think, I don't think there is like, you know, metrics, like. Okay, the technical depth is reduced or, you know, the, some other metric is increased, like, okay, now I made a good decision, but it can also be about that person having like a huge influence on the team in terms of like making them feel better, making them explore new things, making, making sure that, you know, we, uh, we stay motivated and we find new paths of, of doing things. Um, um. But, but I guess it's also to do with, maybe I'm just feeling sometimes that putting a person in a position makes them, you enable them by doing that, right? But uh, beforehand, maybe you, you haven't seen it yet, but some people just change as well by, by having that. Uh, and you can't know that before, I guess. Uh, and, and, uh, and it's also like you place a bet on somebody, I guess. Isn't that what we do from time to time as well? By our gut feeling and by the feeling or, you know, as you also said, Mark, you know, you have the data by the one-to-ones and all of these things, and then you place a bet, I guess, uh, because the chances are high, <laughs> you know, and, uh, so, yeah, but it's a tricky one. I mean, uh, it's a really tough one. How, how do you, how do you know if you made the right decision or not? I guess we'll have to see, I, I guess, uh, this is, for example, when you are from my experience is uh, when you are promoting someone, you are promoting the person because you have some goals, right, for that position. I mean, uh, I want to give you an example. I, we are having an issue to deliver and fast uh, code 
you know, our pipelines and slows. We have a developer who likes to do that. So let's try it out in a couple of weeks or a month how the person want to feel in, in that position. Um, and then you have your, all those meetings around some kind of discussions. This was what one now. Then you, I mean, it's a bad, we got feelings, but you, you, you had a prayer, you know, like a sort of kind of, um, a role, like a role, a sort of warm up, you know, trying to let that person know that you're probably going to get in that position. So, but it's still tricky because when you say, <laughs> when that person gets there, probably that person want to change. I want to chill out. Probably they, they want to press you for, so, okay. yeah. Yeah. I, that's, I think as well, it like really, really helps to, um, to also help like the person understand what, what is the role? Like wh what is uh, like defining like the performance expectations or their, their responsibilities, um, and and not only the role, but how the role, what other roles, what other stakeholders will this role primarily be working with and how to work with them. I think that that really helps, uh, helps people more than we tend to remember. Um, because that's one of the new things is like, if I'm in a new role, and uh, not only does the work maybe change, but also who I work with more than before and what people expect from me, uh, now that I have this new role and like as managers, I think you, you tend to, um, like the decision gets more right. The more we help people also land in that role and, um, help them succeed. Yeah. It definitely sounds like, um, like we've said it all through this podcast, kind of balancing things, kind of going with your gut, not knowing if it's right or wrong, and then hoping it works out and then supporting that person. Um, what happens if the person who's promoted doesn't work out? If, let's say, it's not the right decision, it's not the right role for them, do they go back to their old position? Like, what's been the experiences that you guys have had in that situation? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I mean, I think for me, it's been, it's, it's quite varied, you know, it depends on, uh, when you say an engineer has been promoted, doesn't work out. It really depends on what didn't work out, you know, and, uh, that's, uh, so I think, um, I mean, if you say, if you, if you really do it right, I, I think you've, as, as a manager, have done your best to help the person to have the best chance to succeed. And, and if they, they don't, and it's not salvageable, if you know, okay, this is just the wrong person or it's the wrong time for this person, or they're not ready yet. Um, I think having the, the fallback option of being able to go back to your own, to your previous role also helps, uh, individuals take that risk, right. Uh, as well as us as managers to make that bet. Um, and it tells something about the company about the culture, how we, how we value people. I always think it's sad that if, if, if somebody sort of takes the risk, enters a new role, doesn't work out and then needs to leave the company because mm -hmm. it, it's just not accepted that they have the old job back. Mm -hmm. So having that option is great. And in the best case scenario, um, yeah, 
and unless doesn't work out went really badly, uh, you know, uh, then I think it's great to have that option, uh, just to encourage uh, engineers to to take that that risk and and step out and try something new. Right. That that that's for me is quite important to let them try first a new position before they will all leave that position because uh, mm. this, uh, this is a kind of matrix for, for, for you as a manager or the developer also he, he or she feel comfortable with them deal, you know, and responsibilities. That's what I, I always tell them, you want to do a tech leader, just try it out, try it out for a couple of months, let's see how it evolves. And, you know, if we, we can have some discussions, meet me in Scrum, how be better, and you improve some certain things, um, and etc. So it's about to train out. Did that person try for a couple of months, few weeks, doesn't work? Okay, let's try something else. So I want to go up to my old position. So it's a, that's, that's how I approach those kind of situations. Also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I agree with with, uh, with both in this as well. I mean, I think that it's just about trying out, and if it doesn't work, I mean, I, I, and you can see there's a step down that you didn't successfully like, you know, done it or completed. But I don't see it like that. I mean, I think it's trying out, and then if it doesn't work, go back do something else. Um, create that create an environment where they don't need to feel like they have done something wrong or need to leave or. Or, or, you know, if, if there's a, like a pride thing or something like that, make, make sure it's about like trying out things um, at, the, at the best as possible. But I think you also mentioned like work, make a good plan, I guess, like and make high chances that it will work out and always have a fallback option, I guess. Uh, I think that, that could be uh, one thing. Uh, but I know, I, is it? Is it like generally in tech, but maybe it's in other industries as well. Like once you've taken a step forward, you can see you always see it as a bad thing if you if you can't make it. I think it was like the prime minister in in, in Great Britain, right? I think there was a person who stepped down after just forty fifty days. I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm more about this. I think there's been a couple. To be honest, there's been quite yeah. a few that have not lasted very long. <laughs> uh, 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 to be really honest, I respect that. I admire it and say like, Hey, this is too much, uh, for whatever reason, you know, it could be health issues or you want to do something else. And that's fair. Uh, I think so at least. Yeah. I like that. The kind of being the, like a safe space, isn't there to be open about it. I imagine as managers that can be quite difficult to yeah. create, but it sounds important. Yeah. And you know, I think like, you know, Going back to what we spoke about earlier, like helping, helping, helping the person promoted to understand what's expected of them uh, is like super important because if it doesn't work out, um, in in the best like case scenario, you, you you really want the person to feel like they understand why it didn't work out, yeah. and hopefully you, you're at that level where they can agree why it hasn't worked out. Um, and the, which means that you've had you've you've been working closely with the person in in the new position, and they understand uh, the the reasons for why it doesn't work out and what they can do about it, right? Because you can always take a step back and learn, you know, get new skills, learn new things, and then and then try again. 
uh, which I also believe is, is that, you know, once you've been promoted, uh, you should be considered again. Uh, why not? You know, because it's very difficult. Um, like you say, it, it, you can feel like, oh, well, if I, if I got promoted and now it doesn't work out, then I all of a sudden feel demoted. Uh, and how do I avoid feeling demotivated as well? Um, so, I mean, it, it's all around how we take care of, of engineers. Um, at the end of the day, as people. That, that does, uh, you say the right word, you need to take care of your people, uh, because you yeah. promote someone, you promote someone suddenly, you know, yeah, you're going to be the head of engineering, vice president, blah, blah, blah. After nowhere, I see a couple of weeks, which is not bad. So why? What's going on? Probably because was a lack of objectives and, you know, patient, you say, so you need to have those kind of things in place before to take that decision. If of course that person wants. For me, I always uh, it's like uh, this. You know, I have this need in, the, in this company. I have this problem. My team. I would my my expectation for this new position is are these ones. And you want to tell just to see. You don't then get the promoted in case in case of uh, something goes wrong. That's that's pretty much just try out. Your new as well. Fine. Let's um, take the decision. I just just to make it simple. Obviously. I like that. It's kind of if you never try, you'll never know. I think that's a saying we use here in the UK quite a lot. <laughs> um yeah. but okay, nice. On to kind of the final point that we discussed or we decided before the the conversation was um, more in terms of the team environment. So if you have someone who's promoted, maybe isn't 100% appropriate, how does the team or environment change? What can happen there? And then if there are conflicts, how do you actually deal with them when it's in the situation of a promotion that's just happened? Um, tough, tough couple of questions, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but Jose, tell us what you think about these. Me? Oh, yeah, I think we lost you there. So. <laughs> uh, um, I had three questions. Which one should I start? Uh, just in general on all of them in terms of the, the team environment, conflicts, when there is a promotion that maybe isn't right. Well, when it comes to conflicts, I always try to turn those conflicts into something positive and try to have a dialogue around. Uh, I always being clear with my teams, like, uh, you know, kind of negative environment. Did you have some sort of um, argument uh, because of some specific solution you want to introduce some specific technology that you wanted to add in our tech stack? Okay, let's discuss. And probably there is another who say, no, this is wrong. They don't have trust our system. So then we're going to sit both together, have a discussion around it. And then the, the other guy can discuss. Um, yeah, it's wrong because uh, this and this and this. The other one is wrong because of this and this and this. And they want to have a kind of positive argument in terms to uh, like uh, the best benefit for the company. So then, and, and believe me, this this kind of workout will brainstorm whatever you want to call it. Always, they turn to be something positive because both sides when you're mm. you understand? It's just a matter of how that is rational because if you brainstorm. Uh, kind of uh, conflict about some specific solution. Just brainstorming, talking, 
I mean, disgust. I mean, this, 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 talk about them. I mean, about this. Um, the tricky part is just, it just will, when, uh, when the individual starts to be like a little bit, a little bit aggressive or disrespectful, and then you need to like some kind of, yeah, some way to handle it. But normally it's, uh, it's a matter of respect and see and discuss what is the best solution and why. And then, believe me, they're going to be a great problem. And both they're going to learn. Both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yes, uh, I was also ref- exactly, I think that's top of the game, right? Um, Playing play with open cards, but I think the, the question of like what can happen to the environment if the if, if promoted but not appropriate, and you know, by listening to our talk, we 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 say that okay, we need to have the right expectation, and we want to see ourselves not in that position, but it could be in a case where the person can get promoted and be for some reason transferred to your team, or you'll get a new team where you haven't dealt with the promotion thing, but you think of something else. That is the situation that you can, as we can be put in, uh, especially if you're dealing with multiple teams or in a large organization, and that can happen actually. And also reflecting about inflation, and inflation in terms of seniority as well. And, and what I mean by that is then, You'll have different people are promoted in different ways. Uh, so you will have somebody that thinks they're seniors, but and some think they're not. And when that gets thrown around in your company, you will have you start to have an inflation about what seniority is, and which can cause a lot of uh, trouble. Uh, we're just reflecting on what can happen. It could be to a larger extent that okay, now you have seniors everywhere, but everybody has different expectations of what a senior is and what you can expect. Of a senior as well. Mm. Mm. That, that would be the first question. What is what is a senior? Go back to the basic. Yeah, totally. I I, I mean I, I I think that um like the uh, our uh, CPO, our chief product officer, Greg Funk, he he once said it really well, and he says, you know, the, the higher you 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 rise in an organization, an engineering organization, the more important the ability to resolve conflicts becomes. Mm-hmm. And I I think that it's that's something worth remembering because I mean it's just the reality of of the work that we do uh, uh, every day. But also for for someone new coming into sort of rising up to a different level where maybe they need to um, interact with more stakeholders than they used to as an as as an engineer, or that they are um, needing to collaborate in a different way with with other other roles that they haven't before. Um, collaboration challenges are usually where a lot of the conflicts come from. And that that can also be sort of like dealt with, like um, uh, you know, you can, you can see it as as our CTO always says, you know, so you can see it as training, and you can sort of like work through that and say, okay, we're having some challenges here, and help and coach the individual to to uh, yeah, sort of approach those sort of conflicts in a more um, positive way. Because if not, then it can be a absolutely destructive to to the team and to the environment and someone who may have seniority in their technical skill can 
fail in their ability to collaborate and 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 you know mm. the environment around them and that's that's sort of where you you really need to be careful and um to to, to avoid yeah notes i can imagine it can be uh, difficult with new if you've got someone who's like like you said a new tech lead um trying to how do you kind of advise them to deal with any conflicts is there any kind of key pieces of advice you would give to anyone listening if they are a tech lead or even a manager dealing with conflict just in general it doesn't have to be around the to the decision to promote but while we're on the topic of conflict anything you would advise mm, good one <laughs> is that the golden question <laughs> yeah oh um I, th- I think in any sort of like conflict there i mean it's you need to self-reflect you know I mean, every time I'm in conflicts, I, I, you know, that's the part of you you miss because it's easy to have an opinion. Yeah. Uh, it's very <laughs> difficult to like take a step back and self-reflect and go like, okay, am I missing something here? And do I have a blind spot? And I would say, like, the ability to ask for help is like super, super important. And that you usually, um, in, in my experience, has gotten me. Uh, I've always learned something. Like, if I just ask for help and say like, okay, I have a situation here having conflicts everywhere what am i missing uh what can i do differently um what do you you know definitely ask for help <laughs> i mean just so you can give that kind of opener opinion sometimes it's that kind of like the people are needed with some things can you uh, just just because normally they can be right but you are taking a decision, so maybe someone who doesn't care about what you want to say about them, I mean, you just you say, hey, you know, it, you're wrong, it's, it, because of this, of this, of this, of this. I mean, I think it's important to, to have someone in your team who will not tell you sometimes, hey, be careful, Jose. Mm-hmm. Watch out, because you, even though you don't like it, but uh, it's better to have those kind of honest people around you. Uh, for me, they are really professional. I mean, as long as a kind of and respectful way, uh, but uh, I like to have those kind of persons that I've been like, hey, be careful. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's it. I guess you have to find uh, negative conflicts and positive conflicts. So if it's a, a positive conflict, I would like to encourage that, I guess, because that's how you would move the... The, the ball forward, I guess, and that's how every company would succeed more. But negative conflict often has to do with something that is, you know, previously there, um, something that is wrong before. And I think that should be de- dealt with as soon as possible because that can grow into like a virus thing that can have a negative influence on, on your environment. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that, that would be. Uh, I've learned uh, that uh, the hard way, uh, not dealing with it right away, and then <laughs> seeing like, okay, what do they need to do now? So, yeah, yeah, no, love that. Definitely, um, it's difficult, isn't it, dealing with conflicts? But no, I think we've really touched on a, a lot in this conversation. Does anybody have any kind of final thoughts, final bits to uh, mention? on anything so we've gone through kind of when's the best time what kind of questions do you ask yourself how do you know if you've made the right decision how do you benchmark work before and after promotions 
and then kind of touching on what can happen to a team environment if the person promoted isn't appropriate and also conflicts right at the end there. Um, anybody, anything else to add while we approach the hour mark? Mm. Yeah, well, I, I, I will quote uh, our CTO again and say, you know, see it as training. I think that's important, uh, both for, for myself promoting an individual or an individual taking a chance, taking a promotion. We see it as training, you know. I mean, let's, uh, you know, be bold, be brave. You'll learn something, uh, if not anything else. And uh, and that's great. So, yeah. Yeah, I love that. I think if you come out of these situations on, on everything we've touched on and you learn something, you're doing something right, as long as you learn, <laughs> as long as you don't do it again and it's not the right decision. <laughs> uh, but no, thank you all. I mean, I'd definitely like to just take this time to to thank you, Jose, you, Dervis, and Mark. There's been a really good, um, a good mixture of kind of opinions and definitely some really good ideas for people listening. So yeah, thank you for your time. It's been really insightful.